studio for a very important uh, interview this morning as the city of Monmouth officials. That includes Mayor Rod Davies. Good morning. Good morning, Vanessa. Also, Ken Helms, communications manager. Good morning, Ken. Good morning. And Lou Steinbrecher, city administrator. Good morning, Lou. Good morning, Vanessa. All right, gentlemen, we had a big meeting last night. Who would like to begin? Uh, I'll go ahead and kick it off with the public safety reports that uh, Chief Schweitzer and Chief Rex Rote gave. Uh, MFD did quite a bit of training uh, in the last month on extrication training and patient care during extrication. Uh, What that is, uh, a lot of times when uh, motor vehicles are involved in accidents, uh, they're at a point where uh, they kind of have to cut the car up to get the patient out. Um, So there's a lot of different considerations there. Uh, They partner with Berg's Towing, um, and they've done that over the years. It's been very good. Uh, Berg's generally donates about three times a year uh, some vehicles uh, before they go to scrap that uh, the the department is able to cut up uh, so they can learn different techniques, um, how to open it up while preserving, uh, you know, patient space, uh, that kind of thing. It's a very, uh, uh, very important training that they do. Um, actually, on our website, we have the uh, MFD October report under uh, meeting uh, packets, and there's quite a bit of pictures that uh, Chief Rex wrote put on there. Uh, there's one that looks like uh, they had the opportunity to cut up a Mercedes, uh, which is kind of neat there. Um, and then they also did uh, hazmat response training with Smithfield Foods. Uh, it's really important for them to uh, partner with our large uh, industrial base uh, that we have out there. Uh, just uh, with that much territory that they have to cover and the equipment and uh, different materials that are in there, there's a lot of consideration. So it's it's great for them to be able to partner with them. Uh, they got Gelsberg uh, involved as well uh, because of the, the Mabus and the mutual aid agreements they have there. And then uh, the police department did uh, quite a bit of active shooter training with uh, Eagle View Clinic in Monmouth and Aquaca. Um, they also gave a Halloween safety talk to kids at MELC, um, you know, basically the uh, don't take candy from uh, people that, you know, uh, don't seem legit, that kind of thing. And uh, they also escorted the Titans football team out of town for their playoff game. Yeah, that was cool. It is, and uh, they've done a lot of training with the Illinois uh, Training and Standards Board um, due to the Safety Act, a number of different things. Uh, Their their training uh, requirements have really went up, uh, covering uh, a lot of niche stuff, uh, but it is required training, so uh, they're all certified. Okay. Lou Steinbrecher is next. Good morning, Lou. Yes, good morning, Vanessa. Um, Yes, we uh, actually had a discussion last night on the uh, proposed... um, 2023 tax levy for uh, property taxes uh, collectible in uh, 2024. And uh, we uh, typically in the past have uh, um, had about a 4.99% increase in property taxes um, over the last six, seven years. And uh, the uh, revenues generated from that increase have always been allocated to the police and fire pension funds. And so uh, that's where we started uh, the process this year. And um, some of the preliminary um, uh, calculations for pension contributions next year um, would indicate that we're probably going to be about $230,000 short of meeting that obligation for next year. So we um, we talked uh, to the council last night about a couple of options. Of course, the 
the first option would be to just simply continue to increase the property tax in order to generate that additional 230000 would actually be a 12.9% uh, increase in the tax rate and not the 4.9 that uh, we had uh, originally thought would, would cover the uh, cover that cost. So we, we talked about that. It would uh, require a truth and taxation hearing, um, which is um, part of the prerequisite uh, under state law to, to follow. And then... Uh, explain the reasons for that being the uh, increased cost to the city for uh, police and fire pensions. Uh, but we also talked about <clears throat> one or two other options, uh, one being perhaps a uh, public uh, safety uh, charge on uh, the city's water and sewer utility bills, or we could, um, under the original proposal, we had reduced the amount of uh, the property taxes that actually go to corporate to provide city services uh, to residents, uh, only 350 had had been used out of the 2.7 to support city services. We had originally proposed to take 20,000 from that and reallocate it to pensions. We could take more of the property taxes that actually uh, are used to provide city services to residents and put them towards pension uh, and that would again uh, create about $230,000 gap on the, on the uh, general fund side which uh, we could consider increasing like the gas electric utility to cover that loss of revenues uh, that uh, would go from supporting city services to uh, paying for our, un, um, our pension obligations. So those were those are some of the things that we're uh, Looking at, uh, council thought that uh, we might want to look at some other alternatives besides property taxes for uh, meeting this obligation. Yeah, and I would say, you know, none of us uh, likes to raise property taxes. Uh, you know, we've been fortunate enough to hold our levy fairly low and level uh, because we've continued to grow the equalized assessed valuation, the, and that's the value of uh, properties in the city that uh, uh, people invest in and creates uh, taxable value. So we're able to increase those. We looked at a, uh, that 4.99% increase and actually didn't, based on our projections we got from uh, the county, uh, we actually would not be raising our uh, rate any based on the information we have today. So. Uh, you know, we can look at that possibility, but we still have that gap that uh, Lou talked about, and, um, you know, it's got to be filled. Our budget is so close and so balanced that if we take money out of our general fund levy and move it over to support the pensions, which is certainly one option, then we've got to look at other options to to replace those funds, you know, if you take it from one place, you know, when the budget's as close as it is, then you have to replace it with something in order to continue, uh, you know, providing the services that we do. So in essence, no, no way around it. Two hundred and thirty dollars is two hundred thirty thousand. Two hundred thirty. Oh, two hundred thirty dollars. I'd have given you the two thirty. Goodness. Yeah. <laughs> um, two hundred thirty thousand dollars is the technical shortfall of the city of Monmouth, no matter what, based on what our expenses are, which includes this payment. Right, and and this is a preliminary number. We will not get the final number from the Illinois Department of Insurance till the end of the month. 
we've talked to them several times. They're asking us to set our levy, which we have to do by the second meeting in December. We want to get this information out and in the hands of our council members and the public as early as we can. So the final numbers we hope will be lower. Um, these numbers are based on numbers from our actuary uh, using the Governmental Accounting Standards Board's requirements, which requires 100% uh, funding uh, within uh, the end of the uh, unfunded liability amortization period, which is just over 25 years. Um, the Illinois Department of Insurance funding uses 90% funding over a longer amortization period. So we're hoping it's going to be somewhat better, but, you know, we wanted to get the information out with the information we had and, you know, start the planning because we're going, we're going to be short. It might be not as bad, but it's, we're still going to be short. There's no way around that. We're talking with Mayor Rod Davies and City Administrator Lou Steinbrecher and Public um, or Communications Director, rather, Ken Helms. Uh, so the public safety charge on the city water and utility bill option, how much would we be looking at on that charge? Uh, preliminary numbers would be somewhere in the 7 8 $9 a month range per, per meter per customer. Okay, so that option, if I listened to council talk last night, is on the table because that affects everyone, not just property owners. Um, that would be anyone who is paying their, their utility bill now. Yeah, yeah, there's more customers that use water and sewer, um, like nonprofits and churches and, and uh, you know, the college and certain industrial users. So um, that is an option. Okay. Uh, another option, again, trying to spread the pain as far as possible and impacting those, you know, who, who can least afford it uh, best. You know, we're trying to figure out ways to minimize the pain, if you guess what you'd say. Sure. So let me ask you this. If, if uh, a lot of people don't um, understand taxes, they just pay them. Right. Um, what does the term 4.99% for the last six to seven years to an increase to 12.9% rate. What does that mean for an average homeowner here in the city? Oh, um, I had that number. I think it was somewhere in uh, about $110, $120 uh, a year uh, increase in the uh, property taxes to an uh, average homeowner. Okay. I think that's a home uh, with a value of you know ninety dollars to $100,000. Okay. So. Which is the average home price in Bombeth is 90000 yeah. if I saw that yeah. last night correctly. Okay. Yeah. And when was the last time you had to raise property taxes? I think last night you said it was in the early 2000s. Was um, the last time it was this high? Yeah. Well, the uh, tax rates back in 2003 were 4.059%. In 2004, they were 4.53%. In 2005, they were 4.376%. And then uh, in order to try to manage those property taxes, uh, we traded a, uh, uh, a sales tax increase and then cut the property taxes down to 3.2% at that time, and which was over 1.1% decrease on the property tax bill. We're still slightly below that. Um, you know, we're at, uh, if, you know, with the 
the projected rate would be somewhere around 3.046, which is still lower than the 2006 number. If we put absolutely everything on the property tax bill, we would still we would be at 3.3 percent. So we'd be right into that 2006 uh, range that uh, that we mentioned from before. Okay, Ken, you wanted to add to that? Uh, I was just going to say um, a lot of times in in my role with the city uh talk to a wide range of people and uh property taxes is always something uh that comes up and especially for new residents that move in uh say from a state like missouri iowa tennessee one of those and uh they move into illinois here uh the way that our property taxes are can kind of be uh substantially different because with property taxes uh in illinois uh, every taxing district has their ability um, to request a levy to do that kind of thing. Um, so as people are looking at their property tax bill, um, too, uh, we are s completely separate from uh, these other taxing bodies um, like, um, you know, the highway, um, the school districts, the colleges, stuff like that. Um, everybody's kind of in control of their own thing. So it can, it can start to be a little bit overwhelming when you look at your total um, tax that you have um, and then you hear taxing bodies talking about increasing and things like that. It's only that particular portion mm -hmm. of uh, the real estate taxes that's going to be um, increased by whatever body is talking about it. So. Okay, thanks for the explanation. And that's why I try to put it into layman's terms because you get into all these percentages. Everybody's doing it right now. We've had our school board, uh, our superintendents rather, on the air, the county on the air, all talking tax levy. And yeah. so, in essence, we really need to know how much is it going to cost us per month. So, in conclusion on the the cost for the $230,000 shortfall for the pension obligation payment, we're looking at between 7 and $9 if it were to be a public utility charge or approximately $110 in property increased tax per year. Is that accurate? Yes, and that would obviously be it, close yeah. to the same dollar amount on a monthly basis. Okay. Yeah, it breaks down about the same every month, but... Um, and so we're going to look at another option to maybe spread that out even further um, and possibly a, a, a utility tax on, you know, gas and electric, uh, even though those bills aren't pleasant. Um, but it certainly spreads it out and, again, allocates a greater portion to uh, some of our larger users that uh, and, and, of course, the college is one of those that doesn't pay property taxes, but certainly does use a significant amount of gas and electric as well as our industrial users. So um, it would spread it out more to commercial users and away from homeowners. So that may be an option that we are going to be having to look at. So again, it's not set, but uh, right. we're certainly want to, you know, start the discussion uh, and uh, you know, make that information available, and we'll we'll know more after we get our actual levy information from the Illinois Department of Insurance at the end of the month, and uh, so we'll proceed and probably discuss this again our first meeting in December, and then maybe finalize it at our second meeting in December. Okay, and you said that third option is a potential. Um Utility tax on gas and electric as another option. That's another option, okay. yeah. Okay. 
All right. So how would you like people to communicate with you and counsel? What's the best way to do that if they have more questions, concerns, or possibly solutions? Yeah. Um, you know, as always, they can. Uh, we're trying to put as much of that information on our website as possible. Otherwise, I guess they can call City Hall and mm-hmm. and uh, we'll try to get someone to visit with them yep. and talk about. We do options. have. Yep, we do have a number of different uh, avenues for people to get a hold of us. Um, they can always send a Facebook message. Um, uh, we do monitor those as well. Um, or they can call City Hall at uh, 734-2141. Um, basically, anybody there um, can take their uh, concerns, um, you know, any comments, stuff like that. Um, they're free to stop in um, and discuss, send us a letter. However, um, any any of that stuff... Um, you know, that's always uh, discussed at administration, things like that. So um, a yeah. number of different ways. I think that probably the question that would be on a lot of people's minds is, is this a one-time deal or will this be here again next year? Again, we received the information from our actuary that actually projected next year's um, uh, assessment or uh, payment requirement. And uh, it looks as though, uh, again, with our we know there's considerable more property that will coming back on the tax rolls. I believe the AmeriCold cold storage property comes on the tax rolls next year. Um, so we're expecting another significant uh, EAV growth jump. Um, we believe that, uh, you know, we can keep it below that 5% uh, increase next year based on the preliminary numbers we've received from our actuary for next year's projection. That was my biggest concern because I'd looked at some 30-year uh, uh, projections on these and some of the rates are getting pretty high. They, I think this is the year uh, that it kind of peaks and then I think it's going to go up a little bit now. This was the big jump in which we knew was coming or expected and uh, you know there's still benefit enhancements being discussed in Springfield. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. If people have a concern best thing to do is talk to legislators. I mean uh, we're you know, we're kind of pricing, you know, ourselves out of public safety in, in small communities. Um, and we still have uh, the state took over all the investments and uh, all the funds and assets from the local groups. And uh, they're managing them and reducing the overhead as much as possible. But, uh, you know, there's still there's still growth in that area. And uh, we continue to we just visited, as you know, with our legislators uh, le- this last last week about the, uh, uh, you know, some of our concerns. And the first thing I think I brought up was the, the public safety pensions and the funding requirements and what it's going to cost all of our communities. I mean, Monmouth's not alone. I mean, McCombs mayor, you know, and I talked uh, off, uh, off camera, so to speak, and uh, had a conversation he's got the same concerns and same problems we do as does every community the actuarial assumptions uh, the the actual returns on the investments did not meet the actuarial projections and the benefit enhancement have caused these problems that's the answer and uh, so again we've continued to fund them and we've grown that funding significantly over the years i think lou has some numbers on that yeah just to kind of put it in perspective in terms of dollar amounts uh, in uh, 2013 10 years ago uh, the city spent uh, um, 
just under a million dollars for both of these pension funds. Next year, the, the city will spend about one uh, 2.3 million. That's you know that's a 200 percent increase in, and that's every year. That's an extra, you know, uh, 1.1 million dollars extra every year that goes into the um, pension funds, and those are dollars that you know uh, otherwise would would have been used for capital improvements or um, you know maintaining uh, public services and that type of thing. So, if you if you think about it, the organization is is paying an extra 1.1 million dollars more every year than than it was 10 years ago just for pensions our our pension cost on an annual basis is about the same as what we spend for active police officers and firefighters every year same amount so yeah and again it, it's you know the city does not set the contribution rate for employees the city does not set the benefits for employees, those are set by state statute. Those are things that we can't reduce or change or alter in any way. And, uh, uh, you know, it's just, uh, you know, we're not blaming anyone. It's just what the hand we're dealt with, and we're going to have to figure out how to pay it. It's like when the EPA comes, our job is to tell you what you got to do, and your job is to figure out how to pay for it. And this is another one of those. This is what you got to do, and it's up to you to figure out how to pay for it. And that, unfortunately, becomes our job. Mm -hmm. Yep, and uh, we should note, too, for any uh, new people that have moved into uh, Monmouth, into Illinois, things like that, um, the the employees do contribute to their own pensions as well. Um, part of their paycheck goes into that. Um, but just like uh, the statutes that Mayor Davies was referring to, uh, they are limited into how much they can contribute. Um, they're not able to opt into Social Security. Mm -hmm. um, they're not able to opt into their own 401ks, anything like that. Sure. Um, they were promised it, so yep, this, they, is, this is how it is. They're set to it. So it's kind of one of those things where um, – as a municipality, we're told what we have to pay. Um, they're told what benefits they get. Um, it's just, it, it, it's well, kind of the way it is, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, there's a couple things that probably go into it. Um, you know, I look back at 2008 and the recession. So how long it took industries mm -hmm. to uh, recover from the recession. And, and, you know, we did interview after interview at things going the wrong way for our cities and municipalities revenue-wise, and the same mm -hmm. with our schools. And we were able to balance the schools final, finally with evidence-based funding, but we haven't done that with our municipalities. Instead, we have our EPA mandates that have to – so we don't have a rainy day fund mm -hmm. that uh, um, uh, we had hoped to have. Also, that same recession and technological advances, good or bad – have impacted our citizens ability to grow their incomes mm -hmm. yeah. we have not grown the american income in parts of our our locations in the midwest because we have closed our maytags and our gates and our and i'm not blaming anybody i'm just mm -hmm. saying we had a decade and a half of where we haven't seen the growth that we saw yeah. in the 19th century yep. is that accurate or my way off base there no, I think you're pretty accurate. And then, again, the state, in order to pay for a number of their projects, has re reduced every city's uh, share of our local distributive uh, 
income and uh, corporate personal property replacement tax. So those taxes have been uh, reduced to the cities and the state has kept a larger percentage of those. So again, these are all things that add to and contribute to the challenges we face uh, all the time. And um, yeah, unfortunately, we did not get an infusion like the school districts did with that uh, mm-hmm. evidence-based funding uh, rather than the old uh, per capita tuition uh, formula they used and uh, so uh, and, and good for them. And they should have and that got things a lot better for a lot of the downstate schools. But um, we have not received that sort of uh, help um, as you know, we talk with our legislators as we did last week. Thank you for the roundtable opportunity. Um, and they're always available to us. And we've talked to them about this before. Uh, we have to figure out some way to do that. I know, I think one of the, uh, our senators brought up that maybe the state would help with some funding. I, I don't know how they can do that, but, you know, maybe yeah. that's another option. But And you uh, look at the median average income for citizens in Monmouth and all over the country, you see growth in some areas, typically the urban areas in the in the income. But yeah. when you look at the 2000 to 2010, 2010 to 2020 census, we still are in that same 30000 to $36,000 range in Monmouth, Illinois, thus not increasing property values as high, not being able to build more houses, yes. so on and so forth. So we've, we've got to tackle it from within uh, our country, it sounds like, and... Um, Try to grow our our people, grow our incomes. Yep, and and that's that. I had a magic wand, Ken. Exactly, and, and that's one of the things. Um, as as a municipality, we have very little control over the amount of revenue that we can bring in on yeah. stuff. I mean, this conversation we just had really illustrates just how much we have to scrape together um, to get stuff. So that's why it's very important. Uh, this is really an appeal to anybody listening to this. You need to follow and need to be in, involved as much as you can at the state and federal level because that is the legislation that tells us what we can, what we can't do, and then that is what influences the things um, like inflation, like all this that affects us as a uh, municipality that then affects the people that live in it when we start talking about you know affecting utility bills, things yeah. like that. And you're, you're right, Ken, to be involved is important, or at least to know what's going on mm-hmm. so that you can have um, an educated uh, idea about it. Because we need our police and fire. These, yeah. these guys put their lives on the line, and women, uh, for us. And so we, uh, mm-hmm. we, you got to have law and order, and, and you got to have emergency responders. We don't want anything to happen to them. Um, so we have to tackle the, the problem. Well, good luck with that, guys. Um, mm-hmm. I hope that you're able to come up with a... Um, uh, you know, what what works best for everybody. Um, And I'm sure your council will do a great job discussing it. We will continue to explore options and uh, we'll keep you posted as best we can. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Anything else of value that you want people to know um, from last night? Well, we uh, are uh, past our share of the animal control agreement that we have every year with the county. We share the cost of the animal shelter and, uh, Council County passed their part of the agreement, and we sure. passed ours last night. So that was kind of a uh, uh, you know a housekeeping matter. Um, I guess uh, Lou, do you have uh, something else you want to mention there too? Maybe a stop sign. Yeah, there there was discussion, and it's going to go forward 
to a second reading about a stop sign. We had residents, uh, one of our residents on North 3rd Street that requested a stop, stop sign on North 3rd Street at East Boston to kind of help slow the traffic down that comes from Broadway going down North 3rd. Uh, and there's already a stop sign at Detroit, but uh, they wanted to have another one on the street and uh, after some discussion and uh, we thought Boston might be the best place to break up that uh, space and uh, there's one in, in those locations on North 1st so um, you know we'll see what happens uh, I don't know how council will react it comes back for a second reading okay and uh, there was a, a new legislation here in Illinois that was passed uh, to provide um, paid time off for all workers affect both uh, public and private uh, uh, entities and uh, under the advice from the Illinois Municipal League um, our attorney had suggested that home rule cities have the authority to opt out of those requirements and of course um, uh, all of the city employees get more than five paid days right. off anyway so it's uh, really not applicable so we simply passed a uh, an ordinance last night to uh, uh, to opt out of the requirements since uh, we as a home rule city, and yeah. then there was a ordinance to uh, vacate um, some right away and some plats uh, in uh, McEwen Court to the park um, uh, to the park uh, district for them to uh, provide a I believe it's a soccer field uh, project that they're doing there. So, okay, yeah, it doesn't affect any homes. In McEwen Court or the road in McEwen Court, these were areas that had been platted and never used that actually um, actually belonged to the park district. But so from a technical standpoint, we had to uh, remove, vacate all those potential roads and and uh, um, uh, platting for the housing development there that. Uh, never happened and, and we have to get rid of those so they can build on it okay so it's technical matter and that that was about it all right thank you guys for the updates this morning thank you appreciate it happy thanksgiving you Same too. to you Vanessa. lou steinbrecker rod davies ken helms with us on wram